Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Inside Look, a Ray Also Like podcast starring Lucas Muller, who's here to tell us who he interviewed this week. Well, I would hardly say I was the star. Uh, oh, the team is the star. I'm sorry. That's right. We can't we can't forget the team being the star. Uh, yeah, I spoke to Mir- Mirza uh, Harambasic this week. Super fun. Uh, Mirza's a guy I feel like I, I see around a lot at Monarchs games. Super friendly, but it was really nice to finally sit down and just ask him some questions. Um, I, I really feel grateful that I get to be around these games a lot, but there's so many people that you like you see in passing. So it was fun to actually dig into what he does a little bit. And uh, for context, he's the goalkeeping coach, right? For Real Monarchs and the Academy. Yep. Which so, seems like quite a gig. Yeah. So he somehow makes both those duties work. Um, I know during uh, the last year of the Royals, he was also the Royals goalkeeping coach. So he had a lot in his plate. We talk about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, definitely a guy who's kind of involved in all things youth and goalkeeping at RSL. How long has he been around the club? That is a great question. And one I asked him in the interview, oh, and I want right. to say he joined in either 2018 or 2019. Okay. Uh, and he originally came on as the academy keeping coach and then yeah. moved up to the Monarchs after about a year. Okay. So players like Gavin Beavers and Jeff Dusnip would have come up under him. Yep. So those are guys he's very familiar with and that we talk about. Great. Well, I'm really looking forward to listening to this interview. And uh, thanks, as always, Lucas, for jumping on. And I must say it was also great to have a little bit of Thai food before we recorded this. That was nice. Highlight of the evening. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's roll the tape. Hi, everyone. This is Lucas Muller uh, with the Inside Look. Uh, today, I am sitting down and talking to Mirza Armbasic. He is the Real Monarchs and RSL Academy goalkeeping coach. Uh, Mirza, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for bearing with me through <laughs> multiple technical difficulties. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fun to actually talk. I, I see you a lot. Uh, it's nice to connect like at Monarchs games, but it's, it's fun to sit down. And ask you some questions about about your profession and craft. Um, so just to like kick it off, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got into soccer. Yeah, for sure. So uh, originally from from Bosnia, uh, was born during uh, during the civil war that was going on in in, uh, in Yugoslavia. Um, my my parents and I um, uh, became refugees and ended up in 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 America. Um, uh, ended up in Michigan where, where I grew up and spent majority of my life. Um, and soccer was just always something that was in the, in you know, in on at the, at the house, you know, my, my dad played, uh, back in Bosnia at a, at a very low level, but, but always loved the game and, um, kind of instilled that in me. Um, and, and just kind of, kind of, kind of got it from him and then just grew up playing in, in local club teams and played in high school, played in college and, uh, had a unsuccessful uh, playing career in Europe before I got into coaching. I didn't. I didn't know that. Where Where in Europe were you? I was in Germany in the fourth division, wow. and uh, spent some time in, in Bosnia as well before uh, tearing my rotator cuff and uh, came back to the U.S. and was on trial with uh, the San Antonio Scorpions before the NASL folded and <laughs> didn't work out with the Scorpions. And then I got into coaching. Mm, nice. Um, 
What year did you join the RSL organization? I joined RSL in the in August of 2018 uh, as an academy goalkeeper coach. Okay, so that is a role that you still uh, maintain. Um, you've had a couple different hats. Like, can you just walk me through your timeline since you've been here? What what all you've done? Yeah, for sure. So when I came into the club, obviously, like you said, I uh, started off as uh, the academy goalkeeper coach. Excuse me. Um, and, uh, you know, that uh, after about a year with the academy, um, there were some changes within the Monarch staff. And that allowed me to to kind of move up and fill in for a little while before uh, kind of getting into the in the full time position uh, with the Monarchs just before COVID hit. And um, coming back from COVID kind of started wearing more hats and uh, worked with the Royals during the NWSL uh, Challenge Cup. And uh, while still working with the Monarchs and then kind of after that, still continue to work with the Monarchs, but also kind of back into the academy after after some um, uh, changes uh, with staffing in the academy. So how how do like all those different teams compare? Like it seems really different. Like you have first, like first division professional women's soccer, then you have second division men's and then children <laughs> it's like all over like what what's it like sort of wearing those different hats yeah uh it was it was pretty fascinating uh working with the royals and the monarchs at the at the same time um you know coming out of that covid lockdown and yeah. uh, getting ready for the tournament and and things like that was uh was an interesting uh, experience L- luckily we were here and we were able to 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 train and have all our uh, our our training space our uh, being at home was was extremely helpful um but you know being being part of that tournament and and trying to win and 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 compete is obviously a lot different than you know when you're coaching the academy boys where you know that's a plus but not the the ma- major major responsibility of your job. Gotcha. So, um, because outside of, you know, games and a practice, like what, what all do you do? Like, what does the life of a goalkeeping coach look like, you know, sort of Monday through Friday? Yeah, for sure. Um, right now it's a lot of time on the field with the Academy and with the Monarchs. Uh, usually the Academy will train twice a day. Uh, boys will train at 7 a.m. before going to school. And then uh, after that, I'll have Monarchs training. And then later in the afternoon, around 4 o'clock, I'll have academy training as well. So when I'm not on the field, I'm usually working on video. Uh, Videotape all of uh, the sessions, to clip them up and kind of get them ready for, for the goalkeepers to uh, kind of to, to, to see themselves and how we analyze how they're doing. Um, and then I'm usually getting... Uh, the goalkeeper, my goalkeeper analysis ready for the Monarchs goalkeepers as they get ready for the next game. Um, and then if we're coming off a game, then I'm working on previous game analysis. So just uh, spend a lot of time on video as well to, to kind of help with the goalkeeper's development. So it's sort of this process of like looking back, looking forward and preparation for the next game. Absolutely. Um, what like what goes into a goalkeeper analysis? Like what are you putting into something like that? Yeah, for sure. So. 
uh, when I'm doing an opposition analysis, I, uh, for goalkeeping, I break down the game kind of in, into larger areas and then get more detailed into it. So, you know, goal defense is, you know, how do we defend the goal and what are trends in the opposition, uh, when it goes to attacking, uh, and creating goal scoring opportunities that we have to be aware of or individual players, um, tendencies or strengths. Um, then you've got kind of the room defense stuff. So are they a team that's pretty direct, find a lot of balls in the box, um, things like that. Offensive play, how we can, how do they press? How do they defend that we can exploit and then set pieces and, and penalty kicks and stuff. So that's kind of what my goalkeeper analysis looks like. And depending on the opposition, kind of uh, base it off each team that we play against. So one of the great mysteries of goalkeeping is saving penalties. <laughs> what goes into preparation for that? Because I know, you know, there's all this talk about like, did Romando have the secret of like why he was such a good uh, uh, penalty saver? And he did, which was like kind of this like shocking thing that he just like laid out yeah. and watched the wrists. Uh, I always thought he just had good instincts and that he was like kind of messing with people, but he genuinely had a secret um so yeah i mean what what goes into prepping you know these, yeah. these young professionals for, for things like shootouts and penalties uh obviously you know as as you guys know nick nick romando's come come on board and is working with our academy goalkeepers as well uh so he's been a major asset in that and and if and if anyone anyone watched the u15s play against uh t grace um or no sorry against um valencia uh, the U15 goalkeeper Ty Rinker saved two penalties, and I think uh, I think Nick Nick probably had a lot to do with that. <laughs> uh, for, that's, that's pretty great. <laughs> for me, uh, obviously, with the different analysis uh, softwares and, and websites that we have available at the professional level, I'm able to to kind of uh, dive into a lot of players' highlights throughout their career and uh, uh, and try to see if there's any trends and things that, that I can see or pick up to, to help the goalkeepers. Uh, last year with the Monarchs, it helped, helped a lot. I think we, I think we went three save, three save penalties out of five taken or something like that. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah it's really impressive. Um, so I'm curious about the video piece. Like, are you guys, how often do you do video sessions with the players and are you separating, uh, the, the keepers out? for specific uh sessions or is that all done in a group yeah um it's a great question obviously you know uh being part of the team and how they perform within the team is is crucial and 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 the most important thing but uh goalkeeping is such a specific and detailed position that uh we spend a lot of time together obviously um i usually videotape every session um with our goalkeeper specific trainings and then obviously the part with the team as well. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll clip up the entire session and send it to the goalkeepers and it's, you know, up to the goalkeepers if they want to watch it all or parts or bits or whatever. Um, but then I'll go back and select a handful of moments to, to kind of discuss with them and then we'll meet as a group. And, you know, uh, the fortunate thing for me really is, um, Pretty much all the goalkeepers I've had, I've worked with over multiple years because they've gone through the academy. So, mm. you know, there's 
there's not that timid, you know, they're not so timid, you know, so we're in a, in a room and we're showing each other's clips from training and games and stuff. It's a really good discussion and, and uh, really ben- beneficial for, for everyone to, to grow and, and improve. Yeah. There's probably like a pretty good level of trust there. Like I just remember, you know, when Freddie came on as, as um, an RSL assistant and then um, the head coach, you know, he had worked with guys like Vlad for, Gosh, like nearly a decade for sure. Um, and that went a long way. Um, so I, I know I've seen you at RSL games, especially earlier this season. I think you were at least one or two. Um, I'm curious, like in the development of, of, of a professional goalkeeper, like what's the hardest thing to get them from an academy quality player to, um, you know, a second division quality player to, you know, a first team guy like Ochoa for sure. Uh, obviously as you go up in the levels, uh, the speed of play just increases so much. Uh, and you know, it's, it's a lot of information to take on for a young player, but especially, uh, a young goalkeeper, you know, how do you deal with the physical demands of the game? Uh, you know, and how are you able to adjust? Uh, dealing with those shots are you getting set in time are you able to move uh, and react to shots that are coming at you faster and sooner are you able to pick up trends in the game faster and help organize your team sooner as you move up the levels and obviously are you are you able to distribute and and be part of the team and build up when when the press is is a little bit faster and a little bit tougher than than playing at the at the lower levels mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I'd be curious to hear from your perspective. You, know, you, you mentioned you've been here four years now, so you have a lot of experience with the organization, but um, just looking over, you know, maybe as an outsider, someone who hasn't been here since 05, um, how do you rate like RSL's history with goalkeepers? Because it feels like the team was incredibly lucky to have Ramondo through just an incredible stretch. Um, but then also you have a guy like, David Ochoa coming up and being a first team regular. Um, and then you have like younger guys coming through like, uh, like Gavin Beavers and um, gosh, I'm blinking on his name. Uh, uh, Snap. Like it feels like to me, who is not a goalkeeper and is very bad at the position, but it feels like it's just like this kind of incredible pipeline. Does that feel accurate to you? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think obviously RSL in general has, uh, is a club that wants to develop in all positions, but especially in, 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 in the goalkeeping position is, is crucial. Obviously, you know, when you have a, when you have a cornerstone of the organization like Nick Romando for, for guys to look up to and emulate and um, interact with and, and someone who, who helps give pointers on and off the field, that's an important part of the development as well. Um, but that's something that I myself and the club pride on is our development of young goalkeepers. Uh, obviously, Ochoa has, you know, been been fantastic. A little bit unlucky early this year with his injuries and things, but Jeff and Gavin uh, have been fantastic. Jeff last year played played uh, twenty games in the USL and was 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 tremendous. 
Um, and then we set we set the record on three separate occasions with playing the youngest goalkeeper in USL history. It felt like week to week <laughs> breaking the new record. Pretty much. Um, but you know that's that's something we 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 pride ourselves on and and trying to find the best young players and best young goalkeepers in the country to hopefully develop them on the professional pathway. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more from you about your perspective just on the Monarchs in general, but I know being at the game on Friday, it was the first time I'd gotten out this season. I feel like you and Alave were the two guys I recognized on staff. It just feels like a lot of change. Um, so who, who all is new to the team and kind of what, who's doing what these days? Yeah. Uh, I think since I've been at the club, the the Monarchs are constantly changing players and, and, and staff a little bit. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of been the shift with the Monarchs and the organization. Uh, when I first came to the club in 2018 and in 2019, the club's objective was to win and the Monarchs had to win. And, you know, you could see that in the, uh, in, in, in the roster, it was a lot older than, yeah. than we're playing now. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, we've kind of, uh, changed the the focus you know this this year with with the monarchs uh we've been starting a a left center back named luis rivera who's an unbelievably talented uh player who's uh born in the year 2007 which is which is uh unbelievable um yeah. <laughs> so um yeah i mean obviously you know we, we we try to promote and uh players but we also try to promote uh coaches as well hopefully within the organization, but also outside of the organization as well. Um, uh, Briggsy's doing a fantastic job at Sacramento. Uh, Matt Glazer is technical director and head coach at Forward Madison. Uh, it was, he's the man and, and, and incredible, so talented. Obviously, we spoke about Freddie a little bit and his his uh, his career and now being part of the Sounders staff to, to win a Champions League is, is incredible. So, yeah. um, you know, that's kind of the 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 rsl rsl way yeah yeah it is it is really fun seeing all those monarchs connections and how many guys have gone on and yeah. are just doing great with other teams kellen Rowe, monarchs legend as well i think he played <laughs> oh did he yeah, i think That's... he played like three to five games love it here. <laughs> yeah i guess that makes sense uh it was really fun last season to watch bobby wood come on for the monarchs yeah. i enjoyed that quite a bit <laughs> for sure uh i guess he started and then was Replaced by Axel Kai, uh, yeah. his debut. So exactly, two legends of the game in their own way. <laughs> um, so MLS Next Pro feels really different from the USL. Um, I know, like fans were quite frustrated with the broadcast, but that you know, that's a solvable issue. Um, w- just what's your perspective on the new league and kind of? What are the benefits to RSL as an organization to all be within that MLS umbrella from from the first team to the Monarchs to the Academy? Absolutely. Um, there's obviously a lot of uh, good things in and, and uh, not so good things be, being in the new league. Uh, being under the umbrellas, under the MLS umbrellas, so much easier from a logistics standpoint. Moving players up and down, allowing Academy players to to play for us and um you know we operate a lot smoother now mm-hmm. since we're all under the MLS umbrella you know obviously when you're kind of in a, in a different league being the in 
competing in the USL. Um, there's other issues kind of behind the scenes that you have to deal with and solve. Um, obviously, when when you're the only team in the organization that's competing in that league, but uh, now things things are a lot a lot smoother uh, as far as scheduling, as far as uh, roster movement, player movement, and and things like that. Yeah, and I think from an outsider, like that's something that you don't hear enough about because I do know there were some issues. I mean, it was hard to move guys up specifically from USL to to MLS. Um, and now it seems like it's a lot more fluid. It's a lot easier when you kind of have all people in the league working together to make those things happen when they need to. Um, kind of as an aside, I did see that uh, RSL Arizona recently joined um, MLS Next. What, what's, what's sort of the Harriman Academy's relationship like with with that kind of satellite um, uh, academy? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, Obviously, the academy started in Arizona Mm -hmm. at Casa Grande. um, And then, uh, you know, been so fortunate to to move it up here and make it a a full residential academy here in Harriman. Um, But, you know, back to the logistical side, you know, you can't have a full residency of kids that are pre high high school age. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, to leave your family to leave you know schooling and things like that. Obviously, we're very fortunate now with the with the with the high school that the boys go to. Um, so having RSL Arizona to to develop the the younger uh, group of players is is crucial for us and crucial for 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 the development of the academy so um and there's tremendous tremendously talented players in arizona and specifically in phoenix where rsl arizona is so um it's a it's a direct pipeline and a great pipeline for our academy Hmm. okay um kind of going back to something that you touched on i remember talking to weibel and just with a just slight hint of frustration being he said that he had been told that the monarchs needed to be a winning team. Um, and I think that kind of reflected the values of, of Deloitte. Um, what is, has there been a shift in kind of what is, has said from the top down from the front office about um, the goals of the Monarchs and what, what you guys want to accomplish with the team? Absolutely. Um, you know, when, when we speak about development, uh, People uh, forget about winning. Winning's always important, and that's why we're in this profession is to win. And and you know, if you're in professional sports, you tend to be competitive and maybe a little ultra competitive. But now the 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 change um, within the monarchs is obviously we want to compete, we want to do our best, we want to get results, but. Um, what is the bigger picture? And the bigger picture is making sure that um, we're helping develop players that are going to go to RSL first team that are going to help us help that team win, you know, as long as they're getting the games and the minutes uh, so that they can develop and be first team players to help the first team win. And that's the most important thing. We won't, uh, we won't risk someone's development and play time because they won't help us win in the, in the now but if we see that they can help the club grow and 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 win in the future, then then that's the most important thing. 
Yeah, that makes sense. It it seems like it's affected results a bit. How do you assess if it, if that's working? Yeah, absolutely. Um, time will tell, right? Yeah. <laughs> time will tell. Um, you know, you're starting to s- starting to see some uh, dividends pay off. Uh, Aaron Herrera. In the season he had last year was incredible. And, you know, now thankfully, you know, he's coming back from his injury and has again, been playing really well. Jay Glad has been fantastic. Brody, yeah. Tate, you know, Ochoa, the season he had last year and, um, you know, how crucial those guys were in that, in that, in that playoff run for us last year, you know, so, um, take some years, but, you know, you're starting to see, see, see that, 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 that payoff, um, obviously in, in, in the long run. So um, with this group, the young, the now young group of players coming, uh, maybe I can answer that question in three, <laughs> three to five years. <laughs> yeah. It's one that probably is takes some time to, to see the, the fruits of that. Yeah. Um, do you think there's, you know, it feels like the team used to have a, like you said, used to be a lot older in 2019. That was not, I think there was a while where the Monarchs were older than RSL on average <laughs> or pretty close to it. Um, but someone like Jack Blake or, uh, you know, just a few other like really key guys to that team success. Is there a risk of, of missing out on some of what, of what those older veterans have to offer? That's a great question. Yeah. I mean, we aren't trying to go away from that completely. Um, you know, this year, uh, you know, has been an un- not an unfortunate start to the season uh, results wise. It's been fantastic, but um, there's been a lot of ro- roster movement and changes uh, because of the, the first team injury. So some of these older guys that we thought we were going to have um, with uh, with the Monarchs have been with the first team and they've performed really well. So we've kind of you know, the beginning part of the year have lost that older, more mature, um, leadership dynamic, but, you know, I think it'll be, it'll be coming back in the, in the, in the next few weeks. So hopefully, you know, balance it out. You know, we've had, uh, someone like, uh, Pedro Fonseca, who we drafted from Louisville, who's 24 years old has been our captain this year has been tremendous for us on the field, but also off the field with the, with the younger guys and uh, someone like Tyrone Mundy, who's, uh, starting to get fit as well, older older player as well, who, who who brings that quality and and maturity to the team. It's so important. Yeah, I don't know if it was Trey who pointed it out, but someone was kind of commenting that you know it's some of the results have been great for the Monarchs early on, but there is a knock on effect of a lot of the guys who were signed to RSL contracts that you would expect expect to be with um, the Monarchs haven't been there because of RSL having an insane number of injuries. But that's sort of a strength of how it's built, right? Like that's like an advantage of yep. probably some of the things we're seeing with the US uh, MLS Next Pro. Um, so with, you know, kind of results aside, like what are you optimistic about this season? Like who are you excited about? Um, you know, what's, what's, what's going well for the team right now? Yeah. Um, for me, the... Biggest the the silver lining to to this season so far has has been the opportunities we've we've given to 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 younger players. 
uh, I mentioned and, and the amount of younger players that have gotten their opportunities. Um, you know, I mentioned Luis Rivera, 2007, who was just with the U15 national team um, in Italy. Um, if we didn't, you know, everyone at the club rates Luis and, uh, you know, if we didn't have these injuries in this situation, would we have started a 2007 center back? You know, maybe towards the end of the year, but probably not, you know. It's kind of been thrown in the situation and, and has handled it tremendously, you know. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of the, the the biggest takeaway. And just, you know, from, from, from a mentality standpoint, um, you know, when you play a lot of young guys, they want to show their kind of appreciation and uh, by working extremely hard and doing anything that, that they're told. And, um, you know, that's, that's also been, 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 been a positive as well. Um, so what, who are some of the most exciting like players in the team right now that fans should watch that maybe that average RSL fan like doesn't know about? Yeah. Uh, obviously I'll, I'm, 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 I'm more biased cause working with the goalkeepers, but, uh, Jeff and Gav have been, have been fantastic last year and, you know, um, I think going to have real standout years this year as well. Um, and I want to be sure of my timeline right on that. So they were both like struggling with injury around the same time Ochoa was, right? Um, yep. Because there was a moment where it felt like there were no yes. keepers within the organization who were yep. fully healthy. Yeah, exactly. Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff is coming back from a shoulder issue. Um, Gavin has been uh, playing. Uh, was away with national team camp with the U19s and is back and and uh, is good to go. Um, mentioned Luis, uh, mm -hmm. 2007 center back. Um, Bobby Pierre, who I coached in the academy when I first got here, went mm -hmm. to Europe, uh, had some stints at um, Strasbourg in uh, in France and, and things, and came back. Um, trying to. There's so many, so yeah, many young he's a, players. He's an interesting guy because he, you know, he's around the academy. Like I remember photographing him yeah. like years ago. Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate the one RSL game he's featured in was not, not the team's best. Yeah. Um, but seeing connections like that, I think it's really fun. Yeah. Now, am I remembering correctly? I, I know. I feel like within the last few years, have you been on the bench as a backup keeper? Or am I making that up? <laughs> no, you're you're right. Okay. Yeah. What was the situation there? Um during the COVID during the COVID year, I had to sit the bench uh in one game because obviously during that time everyone was in their bubble and it was mm -hmm. almost impossible to loan people in and out or oh, move. Yeah people from academy through, you know, you had to be in your isolation period, not amount of tests you took, et cetera, et cetera. Because that was a problem with Ochoa. Everyone wanted to see him with RSL and he had been with the Monarchs and it was like, when, when are they going to take that like quarantine period to move him over? Yeah, exactly. Um, was exactly. there a part of you that was like, I hope I get some minutes? Never. No, no, <laughs> uh, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's happened uh, on an instance or two. Um, you know, mostly because of that, because of the the COVID restrictions we've we, we've had to deal with in the past. But hopefully, the I'm not going with that doesn't happen again. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't know you're an option. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to stay fit in case numbers call again. Yeah, I think at one point we were figuring out uh, 
how far down in the organization we'd have to get for Ramondo to be on the bench at least. <laughs> I've uh, I, I've uh, I've joked with him about it a, a few times. Uh, Is he open to it? What's he said? <laughs> I don't know. Just I don't know. It off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, so kind of going back to the um, uh, the academy, like he's involved there. Yeah. I mean, what is it like for those boys to, you know, to to receive some of his wisdom, some of his training? for sure. Uh, it's invaluable. Um, no matter how much video I show or whatever I do, you know, having Nick there as as our academy goalkeeper coach as well is 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 crucial um number one nick's personality for anyone who's been around him who's interviewed him who's worked with him is um very infectious likes to joke around likes to laugh likes to have a good time uh but obviously he's had such a long and successful career um because of his um competitiveness and his drive and you know he brings both aspects into training uh with with the young goalkeepers but also him being able to give real life examples and references uh, through his game and through his experiences is, 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 is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, so valuable. Yeah. Just, Oh, this is what I did in the yeah, exactly. last cup or this yeah, is what I did exactly. with the U S national team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe you should listen to me. I've only played like a thousand games. <laughs> Yeah, my guy holds a lot of records. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Mirza, is there anything else like fans you want fans to know about what you do or the team or just yeah, anything in general? Yeah, I think uh, for me, what's what's important and kind of to pass on uh, to the fans. I know it's kind of been a, a rocky or difficult few years, um, change of ownership and things like that. You know, I just want to kind of mention and, 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 and assure everyone that, you know, there's, there's been some extremely positive steps forward, uh, in all areas of the club. And there's some really, really, really good people at the club who are working extremely hard to make sure that, you know, RSL is at the top. And I think, I think we're already starting to see, uh, signs of that, but, uh, I think, I think fans and, and, and people who support the club will see that even more and see that uh, everyone's hard work is, is, is coming to fruition. Love it. Um, so, so far, I, I did not intend for this to be a Monarchs focused <laughs> podcast in general, but I've had Zach Barnes, Landon Southwick, and now you. And I've asked them, I think I asked them both either, I think the question was top five Monarchs uh, players ever, which I won't ask you because you're too close to it all. Uh, it's probably some sensitive yeah. uh, relationships there. <laughs> um, so, but I did want to ask kind of a fun question to end on. And so as someone who was a fan of Real Salt Lake in 2013, I, I am perpetually traumatized by shootouts. <laughs> what are you doing when you watch a shootout as a neutral, as someone maybe who's investing <laughs> in the team? Like what is going through your mind? What are your emotions? Yeah. Uh, it's difficult because uh, I've, <laughs> Sometimes I have to take my goalkeeper hat off because mm-hmm. if I'm just watching a, a shootout just to watch one where an RSL isn't involved, there are people that I care about. I'm always cheering for the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, right now it's uh, obviously always, always, <laughs> always cheering for, for, for our guys, but especially our goalkeepers. 
Yeah. <laughs> so for me, that's 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 the that's the biggest thing. Right. Always always represent the goalkeeper union. Goalkeeper <laughs> union, love it. Awesome. Mirza, well, thanks so much. Really appreciate having you on. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. <laughs>